Welcome to Time Out, a personal interview podcast with the staff and leaders of North Hills Church. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our staff or leaders to really get to know them, hear their stories, and learn what makes them tick. From work to personality to free time, let's take a time out and explore the who behind North Hills Church. Hi, Ruthie. Welcome to Time Out. Hi, Tyler. Thanks. Uh, Well, first of all, um, how are you? I'm great. How are you? (laughs) I'm very good. Good. Uh, I'm very excited for this specific episode of Time Out because I feel like I know I've gotten to know you decently well over mm-hmm. the last three years that I've worked here. Um, but I would like for everybody else to know you just Aww, as well. Thanks. Um, you're a, I would say that you're a, a face of the church in a weird mm-hmm. way. Cause mm-hmm. you're very like, people know who you are. People know mm-hmm. that you're over children's ministry. Like, yeah. Does that, was that always the case specifically? Were you always kind of the front facing person or cause your personality is very like, let's yeah. go. Yeah, probably. Um, I've been here on staff 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, I served in kids ministry. So even before I was actually staff, I was with a lot of kids. So I got to know a lot of families. So I think that it probably has always kind of been like, oh, you don't know Ruthie, she'll babysit your kids. Oh, you don't know Ruthie, you know, this, that, and the other, you know. Right. So so in some way, shape, or form, yeah, I, I definitely have gotten to know a lot of our families and people who are connected with our families and that for a long time. So kind of, yeah, yeah. I think so. Do you, actually. do you like being the face of children's ministry? The kind of like the, the go-to person? Yeah, yeah, I really do. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any particular reason why or like, is there, is it just kind of like, oh, it's fun? It is fun. Also, I think it's one of those things where I love helping people mm-hmm. and I feel like if they know that that's who I am and that's what I do, that they're going to come to me and I'm going to be able to help them. Right. So if they don't know that and they don't come to me, like if they send a, an email to Peter about kids ministry, it's like, well, Peter doesn't know anything about kids ministry. I mean, he does. He knows sure. some things about kids ministry, but like c- come to me, I'll right. help you. I have the answers right away. You know, he has to forward an email and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. Anyway, so so I really love actually, I I want it to be that way. And I want people to know who I am and what I do. And and also just, I I love our families so much. Yeah. So, I mean, before I was a mom, I felt like Mother's Day was a special day for me when I came to work because I got to see all my kids at church. (laughs) So, and they were kind of like all mine. So... You know, so this is just your way of adopting everybody yeah, at North Hills much in some way. All the children form. are mine, <laughs> all of them. I just played uh, a wedding for one on um, because I play the violin too, and um, I just got to play a wedding for one of my former kid stuff kids, and that's not the first one I've done. Wow, and it's kind of crazy, yeah. Um, because I'm like, wow, I knew this kid when she was born, and I'm playing her wedding. This is wild, you know, <laughs> but. Yeah. That's one of those that, you know, like I had babysat them before they, we were in life group, you know, just lots of different things. And then I had her and kids stuff and now she's married, mm-hmm. you know, so. <laughs> Does it make you feel old? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I am. I'm almost 40, so. Oh, that's not old. That's not terrible. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm 10 years younger than you, so I can't, <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to be 10 years down the road and be like, oh yeah, I'm old. Can't, that can't happen. Not going to wow, happen. Wow, you're 10 years younger than I am. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's uh, feel old too. 
Hmm. So your history at North Hills, it sounds like has been a, a long history. You've, yeah. How long have you been at North Hills? Yeah. So I was 16, I think, when we came here. Mm-hmm. So that's what, 23 years, something yeah. like that. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, were you in, were you in the original, what is it? The grocery store? So or something? I was, yeah, we came at, as a family, um, obviously cause I was a teenager when we were at the grocery store. Um, and before that, I think they met in a foot doctor. So we didn't ha- know them, you know, before then yeah. my sisters actually went to school with Peter and Ross, who were the first two pastors. Um, so when we were looking for a new church, they said, Hey, Peter and Ross have mm-hmm. a church now. Maybe you should try it. They're great guys. They love Jesus, all the things. So we came and we loved it. Yeah. Right away. Cool. So yeah. um, when you first joined, did you ever think that you would be like almost a, uh, <laughs> a defining pillar of oh. the support crew and like the, you know what no. I mean? Like, yeah. No, I really didn't. It was one of those things where when we came here, our family was going through a hurting time and it was a really pivotal time for us in our healing. And for me as a kind of young teenager in my growth, my personal growth with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest thing. And out of that came the desire to serve. And out of that came... The, di- the desire for, you know, just helping in whatever way God provided. And it was definitely kids ministry for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I've served in other ways, like, like counseling and with events and things like that. But, you know, of course my niche became the kids. And sure. I have a degree in elementary education and taught for a couple of years in public school. And so kids have always been my thing. Um, and God just kept leading for me to have more leadership and more leadership and more leadership right. in kids ministry until um, Ross was like, okay, it's all yours now. No more elders over this. Just Ruthie. Here yeah. we go. I mean, I report to the elders, but you know, sure. What I mean. So it wasn't a, your path was not a surprise the front in front of you. You didn't like wake up one day and go, Oh, I'm in charge of kids ministry. You kind of like, there was a, almost like a step by step, like, yeah. Oh, I like kids. I like serving with kids. I mm-hmm. like helping. I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, whatever the steps are to get where you are. Yeah. Yeah. It was just little by little. It was a very natural growth into the leadership of, um, in yeah. the space where I am. And I think a lot of that really, I mean, I have to attribute to Ross because he was the elder over kids ministry at the time when I came on staff and he had that vision of someday God's going to call me to do something else. And I want Ruthie to be ready to right. do this thing. Um, and so he really developed me as a leader and is in many ways um, why I am who I am today. Like his influence and his leadership of me mm-hmm. as a person and as a leader um, has brought me kind of to where I am cool. today. So yeah, no big surprises about it. Um, It's a big responsibility. It's like a third of our church, Mm -hmm. but I love it so much. And a long, long time ago when I was interning way before I was on staff here, um, one of the leaders that I was interning under said, don't let anyone despise your youth. You're not a teacher yet. You're still in college. You're not a mom. 
but God has given you incredible intuition about circumstances and about kids and don't let anybody despise you just because you're young. Hmm. Um, and so that has kind of come to my mind a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and now of course I'm older <clears throat> and <laughs> I am a mom and I have been a teacher. And so I have a lot of those experiences behind me, but I just always know that the wisdom I have is coming from God, you know, for whatever kinds of situations. And we've dealt with lots of very hard situations. Um, God has been very gracious to us and protect us over and over and over mm -hmm. and the kids who are here. And we're thankful for that. Um, but you know, there are still hard things Sure. and God gives wisdom beyond my years and my experience for sure. Cool. So I've got, you sent me some stuff, uh, before we started recording. Um, so I've got your top five strengths. We all, I'm always oh, going to bring this up with like boy. everybody I interview, but no, like, I love it. uh, I, I feel like strength finders as much as it is a, a broad brush stroke. I mean, it is not like if you looked at these five or even your top, whatever the, the max, I think it was max is 30 or something. That's not, I'm 34. not going to do what? 34. 34. There mm -hmm. you go. Uh, I, I would never know who you were by just reading those things, but I like to use this as a, as a way to just get a, like a little bit of a snippet from you. So where you talked about your affinity, your just natural gift for being with kids, developing kids, teaching kids, dealing with troublesome, t troublesome kids. Um, where do your strengths fit in there? You know what I mean? Like what, what gives you that kind of, um, that fuel? Yeah. So my hardwiring, um, for sure has a lot to do with why I'm good in, um, kids ministry or even just with kids. Um, positivity, always believing the best. You need that with your, with kids mm -hmm. of any age, really. <laughs> especially with as they get older um, and start being a little sneaky or whatever, you know, you want to always believe the best of kids. And so having a positive outlook on a situation really does help a lot. So positivity is my number one strength. So that really helps a ton. Um, also developer is um, seeing progress. And with kids, you know, you're always seeing progress. You're always seeing growth. And so that's always been, I think an easy and a natural thing. Those are the two that pop right out at me. Um, as far as with my interactions with kids go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your other three, if I can mm -hmm. list them real yeah. quick, are individualization, arranger and responsibility. Now to glance at that, mm -hmm. my first response to it is to say, oh, that is very much in especially a ranger and responsibility feels like it's the i mean self-explanatory but the idea that you can handle you said you said it a third of our church mm -hmm. and be kind of over them and uh, and mm -hmm. delegate to your uh your volunteers and the people yeah. who work under you mm -hmm. um is that an accurate representation yeah. of those or yeah it really is having like may into june is a great example of that because the end of kid stuff is is happening. We're getting ready for our treehouse camp mm -hmm. with our kids. And we're also having to do the front end work for our summer program, which is worldview. So, so many things happening all at once, a ranger, totally fine with that. So many people balancing from program to program. Um, also, um, yeah. So, so that's definitely that. And also being able to handle the responsibility of that because I'm just a naturally responsible person, not like 
I never forget something, but just like naturally responsibility doesn't scare me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it on and I'm going to be okay with it. Whatever kind of it is. Sure. Um, so yeah, that would be definitely an accurate representation. Cool. Yeah. So give me the only one I don't, I'm not really sure about is individualization. Mm -hmm. If I can speak Mm -hmm. English for a second. Yeah. What, what, what does that mean? in general and what does it mean mm-hmm. specifically for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so individualization really does help actually with teaching if you're in a classroom um it makes you a really good teacher because you can tell what child needs what mm-hmm. based on what their strengths and their weaknesses are and what kinds of um Remedial is probably too strong of a word, but maybe a little boosts and helps here and there that some kids need and others don't need. Um, you look at the person and their individual aspects versus everybody should be treated the same, no matter what their strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. So because of that, that really helped me a ton when I was a teacher. And it still helps me in my job now, actually. Um knowing kids and how they do, especially when I go to camp, treehouse camp with the kids and knowing who needs maybe a little extra hug at night because sure. she's really missing her mom. Cause yeah. I know she's a home girl, you know, or whatever kind of thing. Anyway. So that's cool though. It's really helpful. Yeah. Um, well that I, I like, I always like to get a picture of like, not only like what your, passionate about but almost like why you're passionate about that and so I I like talking about the strengths because it gives me you know even you just sitting there and talking about it it's very natural for you to kind of like go into oh yeah I'm a responsible person I can I can do this yeah go um so with that I think I want to move away more from work Mm -hmm. specifically but I want to focus on you as just a person yeah um you mentioned when you were 16 you joined the church Mm -hmm. um what was 16 year old Ruthie like oh boy 16 year old Ruthie liked everything. Um, I loved music. So I did, um, violin lessons, piano lessons, voice lessons, played in a youth symphony, loved all that kind of stuff. Classical music was my jam. Absolutely. So that's not not normal for a 16 year old. I feel like no, but I was classically trained on the violin and then also voice, mostly arias and things like that. And then, um, piano obviously too but then moved into him playing just to because i'm not great with two different things going on with my hands sure. like i'm reading two different clefs i'm also having different rhythms and different notes this is too much i can't handle it so <laughs> but hymns i could do sure sure <laughs> so i didn't go very far with the classical on piano but i did hymns and i loved it um we had horses so i showed horses and wow rode for lots of years and trained our own horses and um, had foals and my parents have a farm. So we had chickens or pigs or calves or goats or whatever, you know, all the time we had animals, loved animals. 16 year old Ruthie liked so many different things that when it, when I graduated from high school, I took a gap year cause I had no idea what I wanted to do because I liked so many different sure. things. So I also had been on swim team, loved like, um, went and got trained at some point. My mom had some mobility issues, um, with her hips and her back. And we found that 
uh, muscle therapy was really helpful, but it's also really expensive. So I went and got trained minimally to be able to help her. Um, loved that. So I even thought about going into massage therapy or sports medicine or, I mean, like I just loved everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was actually during that gap year when I was subbing in a Sunday school class here at church and I was teaching my first actual lesson and it was like, God's voice just said, and this is what I made you to do right here. Teach children. Yeah. So then I started saving up for college and went and got my education degree. So 16-year-old Ruthie was a lot like 39-year-old Ruthie. So not much has changed. Just a lot more f things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit more focused. Right. Now. Sure. Yeah. But like you feel like you're... I, I, I know for even me and other people I know, when you're 16, you're such a different person. It feels such like that. different. Yeah. But for what you're saying, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, mm -hmm. you've been this not this version of ruthie but like uh almost a similar ver like if a 16 year old ruthie were to come in the room and start being on the podcast now she would almost kind of be yeah. the same yeah i know i've learned a lot about myself and what my limits you know because having positivity high you you just think oh yeah i can do that and mm -hmm. also a ranger high oh yeah i'll just fit it in right here mm -hmm. it's no big deal you know yeah so it's just I've learned what my limits are and where I really actually am really good and kind of live there and branch out into these other things now and then. Sure. Um, I love learning. Learner is also pretty high. It's in my top 10. So I love learning about new things, even if I don't actually do anything with them. I love learning. Um, so that always is a thing. Like I don't really read just like novels just mm -hmm. for fun i read informational books for fun <laughs> my husband calls me a geek all the time i was about to say you it, it sounds geek? like it sounds like you've got your little uh, uh i'm trying to think of what oh. the stereotype would be but yeah i am i am a little bit of a geek so that's what okay. what is it that like you talk about informational books like is it all related to like children and teaching or is it like do it's you not... just pick up whatever it is mm -hmm. that what what's the latest thing I guess you would read? Yeah, so one of the latest things that I've read is actually about um is about health and like the medical side of things. Um and some of the just natural things that you can do to keep yourself healthy to avoid some of the awful things that we're dealing with, you know, in the world right now. So, I have to be careful not to delve too deep into some of those kinds of things mm -hmm. because it can get a little heavy and um, I feel the responsibility and weight like to, sure. to help other people, you know, who I love very much, you know? Um, and so I have to be careful about that. Before that, it was um, about kids um, in the, in the gap years of like between elementary school and high school, you can really lose kids. And we have, an eighth grader. He's going to be in ninth grade in the fall. So hard to believe. And so I just wanted to have more ideas about how to just strengthen his faith a little bit and um, just avoid some of the pitfalls of, you know, just him assuming that our faith is his faith and those kinds of things, you sure. know, that, and that's kind of where you lose kids. So right. that's, you know, what that was. So it's some learning stuff there. Sure. So let's, let's move over to kids and family. Yeah. 
Tell me about your kids and your family. Okay. So I, when I married my husband, he was a single dad. So Mm -hmm. I got two kids right away. Oh, wow. So that's, that's like a three for one deal there. Yeah. It was fabulous. So our oldest is now almost 21. She was 13 when we got married. And then the next one down is 14 and he was six Mm -hmm. when we got got married. So I got a six-year-old and a 13-year-old right away. And they actually had been here. They'd been some of my kids in nursery and kid stuff. And so we already had a relationship, which I feel like that is huge for kids, you know, um, their mom had not been in the picture a ton. Um, he'd done a lot of the raising of mm. them um, kind of on his own here and there. Um, so um, we got to have a year of just the four of us really bonding and um, becoming a family. And it was great. And then... Um, we got pregnant with Jackson, who is now six. I know Jackson. You know Jackson. <laughs> Your wife knows Jackson. Yes, she Super does. <laughs> well. She's so kind. Um, he's he can be a little wild man. He just can. Yeah. But he's precious. Um, and so our twenty one year old doesn't live with us. She's on her own for better or worse, kind of running from God. So, um, but we do have a relationship with her for which we're very grateful yeah. Um, because that wasn't always the case. So we're really thankful for that. She loves the little ones and comes for birthdays and stuff. Anyway, so then we have, so we have Bo who's 14, Jackson who's six, and then we have Ella who's three. And she thinks she's the boss of everybody. (laughs) She will tell the boys what to do in a skinny minute. I mean, she just thinks she's the boss. She's sassy and she's wild and she's so cute. And she kind of knows it. So, yeah. So that's <laughs> us. And my husband is Lee. And he is um, a plant manager at MP Husky. They make cable bus and cable tray. So he's... Wait, cable what? Cable tray. It's it's what they use in industrial buildings for mm-hmm. the electrical wire so that it, those don't get too hot in the... In like a sheetrock or whatever? Yeah. yeah or in the insulation? So they run them in the ceiling and gotcha. all that kind of stuff. So... They run massive projects. Um, so there are seasons where he's, you know, there till late um, in the evening and can see the kids a little bit before he, yeah, they go to bed. But yeah, so it's kind of a, a big job. He sure, yeah. So he works so, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, between your work and his work and the kids mm-hmm. running around doing their own thing, mm-hmm. what is it that like? the Smith family does like, like either for fun or together. Like what's your, what's your guys's, you know, if you were to, if somebody would say like, Hey, define the Smiths. Oh, like, Mm -hmm. what is that? What does that look like? What do you guys know? Like what's your routine? Not routine, but like, uh, give me something that you guys are Mm -hmm. like a tradition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we all really like baseball, Mm -hmm. even the little ones. Um, so I would say baseball, we, watch together on the TV or we'll go to a game or two a season. Do you have a favorite team? The Braves are my husband's team. Yeah. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. I went for the Dodgers because okay. it was the Oral Hershiser era. Sure. You know, and he was a wonderful believer. And so we cheered for him. Um, but of course, when I got married, I was like, okay, I'll try the Braves. Yeah, the and transfer. Now I like, so what it is, is like, he's a Clemson fan also. So he bleeds orange. So, so we all, you know, during football season, it's 
it's football and, and Clemson and, and all of that. And he, he pay, he keeps up with the Clemson baseball team too. Um, but we can't see it usually. And mm-hmm. we haven't ever gone to a game as a family. Um, so it's mostly the Braves, yeah. but yeah, That's I've gotten cool. to know the players and I really sure. care about them and all the things I'm about the people. He's about the stats, right. you know? <laughs> Right. So you, you're like, well, this person, that's, this is what that's happening in yeah, their life. And then, exactly. <laughs> you know, like Freddie Freeman just had twins and, you know, <laughs> that's anyway. <amazing. laughs> and it's about kids too. It's just yeah, like, can't I know, get right? away from it. It's like, oh man, <laughs> kids, kids, kids everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so beyond just you guys doing stuff together, mm-hmm. what do you do just for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what is like, you might not have a lot, but like when you come, when it comes to free time or just like a moment alone that you can yeah. go be in a corner in a room by yourself. Like, what is it that mm-hmm. you, what rejuvenates you? What is mm-hmm. it that you're passionate about that is beyond work and family and responsibilities that you just kind of yeah. have for yourself? Yeah. Well, like you said, I don't have a lot of time. Um, I like a couple of things. I'm actually a really big coffee snob. So I like, um, I don't know, just working with um, different beans and, um, changing the grind a little bit or changing the temperature a little bit or changing the method of brew so that I can get a different flavor out of the bean or so I love if I can meddle and dabble a little bit I do that um most of the time I just make coffee to survive so you're not like going to Starbucks to pick up something no I am not no you've got like the well you have like one of the i'm not a coffee person so i'm gonna like butcher whatever i say but like is it a french press yes well done my my brother drank coffee for a little while i paid attention yeah so you're you're yeah so i have a yeah i'm in the weeds a little bit so i i love to know the origin of coffee i love to know how it was roasted i love to know like there are a few roasters around that i know don't just char the beans sure but roast for optimum flavor and enjoyment um and so like you can pick up notes you know like people talk about like with alcohol like you can pick up notes and wine sure bourbons and things like this well you can do the same thing with coffee beans i don't know if you knew that or not i did not no you can so sometimes you'll be sipping uh just black coffee and it'll have cooled to like room temperature and you'll taste some berry or some lemon or something yeah. real sweet, like a caramely kind mm-hmm. of situation. And that all comes from, of course, where it's been grown and how it's been roasted and all that kind of stuff. And then also how you brew it. So um, I also have a pour over method that I use mm-hmm. quite a bit and it's called a Chemex and I, I just love it. It's really fun. Yeah. I think that might be like my, I don't know, my individualization kind of coming mm-hmm. through with like things, not yeah. so much people, but like the bean and, oh, this circumstance makes it different and all the things. So for... So I love that. So with coffee, two questions mm-hmm. then. Yeah, go ahead. For uh, for those who drink coffee, what is your like one recommendation for them? Mm-hmm. Like if they... And not not drink coffee for like, not, not the other coffee snobs, but just somebody who likes to go get a coffee at Starbucks, Coffee Underground, uh, yeah. is Tandem, not Tandem, um, yeah. I don't know. A coffee place. Yeah, Tandem what, has what? coffee. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, they do. I just They've got good thinking, coffee. What was I actually. thinking of? Due South. Due South was one around oh, here or something. Yeah, Due South was over at the mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where it is now. I don't it it, went It's else. gone. Yeah. I don't know. It's somewhere. My nephew used to roast for them. Oh, really? So it was good coffee, yeah. Cool. Not so sure now. What was I asking? Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so where would somebody go maybe? Or not where ask? would they go, but like what is your what's like the one suggestion or one recommend like mm-hmm. the number one rule that you give to somebody who likes coffee to like maybe elevate it beyond what they're doing now. Yeah. So what I've found is if you have a good bean 
and it's roasted well, really you can use any method of, um, of brewing and it will taste better than just a Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks or whatever. Sure. The run of the mill. So if you want a good bean, reliable beans are um, from coffee um, counterculture, um, which is, you can get counterculture different places. I think actually even Target has it now. Oh, nice. Believe it or not. I can't believe they went mainstream, but they did. Um, So you can get it at Target or you can get it at... um, Tandem sells it. Um, Fresh Market sells it. Um, Grateful Brew down kind of across from Greenville Tech. Mm-hmm. They're down there. Um, they have it. So you can get it at lots of places locally, which is nice. Um, for Christmas, this is how bad I am. For Christmas, my husband got me a subscription. Show, uh. Shows up at my door. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just feel very like spoiled and is pretty rotten but that i don't even have to go pick out my own coffee it just comes to my door but that's how you know he loves me and yeah. he just he does these things anyway so i would say elevate the bean that you're using and it is a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. um but if you want to ha- you know have a good bean yeah you know if you want to have a good cup of coffee elevate your bean so my second question mm-hmm. uh this comes more from me because I am not a coffee drinker. I, okay. I loved, you know, I loved going to coffee shops and smelling it. Like the yeah. idea of like, it, it smells so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something nice and homey and like mm-hmm. there's a nice it aroma is. to it. Yeah. But to drink it, I'd rather go out and drink mud. Like it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So for a non-coffee drinker, yeah. do you have any like, is there like a secret to, to either getting into coffee or is it like, is there like a, here's a beginner thing that you can do mm-hmm. or is it just like, I, I might be out of luck? Yeah. You may just be out of luck just because there are, there are not a lot of people who do tea and coffee, mm-hmm. like either you're one or the other. No, I do um, like tea. I do both because I would drink tea with my mom because mm-hmm. she's like you. She likes the smell of it, but the flavor, she's like, why yeah. would you drink that? You know? And my dad drinks coffee. So I would drink coffee with my dad. So I actually love both for different reasons, mm-hmm. but there aren't very many people that are like that. But... One of the things that you can do is start out with something that's like kind of um, a a sweet, a natural sweet, not like an added flavor Mm -hmm. to your coffee. So you could go to like Tandem and get a latte with nothing in it and just the sweetness of the milk when they froth it, it sweetens a little bit and that just makes it enough like palatable, a little bit more palatable for a non-coffee drinker. So you could try that. I'm, I, well, I won't, but <laughs> I'm glad That's okay. for those of you out there who are not coffee yeah. drinkers and you're wanting to get into it. Yeah. Ruthie is the uh, premier expert here. Oh, so I'm going to default to you. Expert. I'm just a snob about it. <laughs> hey, and snob, I know some things. Yeah. Snob and expert. They're, they're about what <laughs> there's, there's not much difference between the neck two. Neck and neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, like where my learner, I'm just like, Oh, let me learn this about coffee. Yeah. Oh, let me learn this about coffee. Uh, you know? Anyway. Sure. It's so, um, as far as beyond coffee, is there mm-hmm. any anything else that you like that is just yours or is it, mm-hmm. is that, that your main, like, that's your hobby. That's your, your go-to. Yeah. That's, that's my go-to, um, most of the time, but I also do knit. I don't often have two hands mm-hmm. and have time to do very much with it. So right now I don't knit a lot, but I did actually just get to make a couple of hats for my niece. She just had her mm. first baby. 
Nice. And so I got to send her a couple of hats and it was really fun. That's cool. To be able to, to make those. So are you, you can, I'm, I'm old. It's okay. Are you also a knit snob? I'm not really a knit snob. Like I know enough to do simple things like hats and scarves. I really, really, really want to try mittens this Mm -hmm. year when it starts getting colder. Um, But, you know, I mean, I know enough to make some things and I'm happy with that. Maybe someday when I have more time. Sure. I would love to learn some new techniques and be able to knit some harder stuff like a sweater or I don't know what. The world is your oyster at that point. I know, right? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, along with that, you talked about the future. Yeah. Um, I want to get theoretical for half a second. Yeah. What is what is something that like you haven't been able to do in your life that you would love to like jump in and do that learning? Like, let me learn it. Let me know it. Let me even be snobby or like uh, an expert about it. Like, what is there anything that like just jumps out at you that you haven't been able to experience but you've seen it and you've gone oh man i've got to i gotta get in on that at some point yeah i think i think i would go back to when i took that gap year and was really trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. with my life um and i i love learning about the human body especially muscles and um recovery, Mm -hmm. like how our body heals and how it can recover from a really traumatic injury, how the brain grows new pathways after a stroke. I just, I love all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know if that would be like nurse or I don't know what that would be, but that, that kind of thing. I just, I love all of that. I don't know, like rehab or I don't know. Like after motorcycle accidents or injuries or whatever. I don't know. That's really cool. But that's kind of a thing. Yeah. That's neat. It's always been interesting to me. Huh. So if, if Ruth, if you weren't Ruthie, the, the, um, I'm trying to think of like an an appropriate title, the the kids lady, you might be Ruthie, the nurse, Ruthie, the doctor, Ruthie, the neurologist. I don't know. Something. That's a hypothetical, like other yes. dimension, other world. Right. Movie. If I had a second life. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't promote that here. <laughs> Let's just be clear. We don't believe in that. Hey, look, we're, this is not a theological podcast. <laughs> this is just, if you want that, come to Sunday. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, I only have a couple more questions, but my, yeah. one of the bigger ones that I like to talk about, because I feel like we don't ever touch on it a good bit is like, what's the hardest part about not life in general, but like work or kids or like, you know, you, you work with kids all the time. You've, you've got kids at home, you've got kids at work. Um, I mean, that seems to be like on your mind 24 seven to, to a certain degree. What's the hardest part about that? Like what's, what, what comes as a challenge or a, you know, you, you seem to do, do go through that. So naturally, what do people like, not see like what's that challenge that they don't necessarily think of or see yeah um you're right I never get away from children ever and even when I'm not with them I'm thinking about them Mm -hmm. and part of that is like that really is kind of how I've always been so my oldest sister you know this but not everybody necessarily would know this is married to Alan Mm Shear, who is our pastor of missions so uh, she's 20 years older than I am 
So we're the oldest and the youngest. We're the bookends. So she got married to Alan when I was four. So they had their first, Abby, when I was five. Mm-hmm. So I've been an aunt since I was five. So even when I was a kid, I was still like, I there were just kids. Like, because mm-hmm. then they had seven. And then I have four sisters total and a brother. So like there were kids all the time, right. everywhere, you know? Just a pile of them. A pile. There are... Uh, let me think if I know this off the top of my head, 34 grandchildren of my parents mm-hmm. and then four great grands. So there are just kids everywhere. And it's been that way since I was a kid. So part of that seems very natural and normal, you know, to sure. me. And then part of that as a mom and also working, it's not full time, but it sometimes feels full time is that tug. And I don't know if you remember or not when Peter did um, his sermon series on genders and how women feel things differently than men. And that's how God has created us. So a woman, like when we work and we also have kids at home, we feel that tug all the time. We feel the tug of our kids versus our job. Even though my job is, I mean, it encompasses my kids kind of because they're in kids ministry here. So that tug, I think, is probably the hardest thing as a mom also working, um, you know, like just getting out the door in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a meltdown, you know from my three-year-old. And I'm like, well, I got to deal with that before I can go out the door. Yeah. You know, like I can't leave that for grandma, right. you know? Yeah. So it, it's just that, I think that probably is the hardest part of, you know, just that balance and, and feeling that tug and feeling like I'm missing moments with my kids. But knowing that what I'm doing actually makes me a better mom because I have adult conversations every day mm-hmm. and I get to, think about kids and learn about kids every day. And that actually helps me be a better mom Mm -hmm. too, you know, or I'll experience something at work and I'm like, okay, that makes me just love my kids even more and gives me a little bit more patience within that day or grace or whatever, you know? So I think that's probably, that's probably the hardest thing. And I will say just as being, um, a stepmom that comes with its own challenges, which I was not at all blind to walking in. Like I was very involved with Lee and his situation before I knew what had gone on right. and why he was a single dad. And I knew the struggles and the challenges that he had faced and would continue to face for the rest of the children's lives, sure, you know, so it wasn't that I went in blind at all, but there are just hard things that come with that. Um, but also such great rewards, um, that are just, you know, that God has done it and you just look at it and you think that's really amazing, Mm -hmm. you know? Bo doesn't have to call me mom, but he wanted to, and he does. And I mean, there are people here who have known me since before I got married to Lee who still forget that I didn't birth that child. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, that's right. He has a birth mom. Like (laughs) I 
I forgot. Right. <laughs> You're, you know, and, and, and so it's just, you know, just seeing that beautiful picture of how God can redeem and, and restore in my own home gives me hope for other families who struggle with different things because it is a very hard place to be yeah. parenting somebody's kids that you didn't birth, you know, it, that even can go over into foster parenting or adoptive parents. It's a really hard road to walk. Um, and so it has all its own challenges. Um, I just have to do a little plug for my husband real quick. Cause he just is amazing yeah. uh, about that. Like he, he just said from day one, this is the mom in our home. And what she says goes, don't ask me when I get home. If mom has said no, the answer's no, right. like done, you know, and, and always makes sure that even, you know, obviously the kids that I birthed too are being respectful of me and being honoring and being grateful for the things that I'm doing in the home. Like he's just such a great leader in that way in our home. And, and you just have to have that for any home, but mm. especially if you're going to parent kids you didn't birth. You know, it's just, it's different. It's yeah. a different dynamic. And he has just been excellent in that, um, holding them to the line and not allowing them to think of me as anyone other than their mom. Um, not because I birthed them and we forget about her. No, that's not what it is. But, but God has given me an unconditional love for them. Mm -hmm. And he knows that and they know it. And it just makes a huge difference. Um, but yeah, it's hard to, so I'd say those two things. Yeah. You asked for one, but I gave you two. No, I'm glad. No, that <laughs> this is the kind of, I, this is part of the reason I like to do this podcast or I want to do this podcast is that yeah. like you, you expressing that passion or those like you, I can even just tell like listening to you is that you have such a, I don't know, a, a deep understanding, a deep passion, a deep like desire mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. whatever you're passionate about. In this case, it's kids yeah. or your family or other people's families like mm -hmm. it's it it is evident in your speaking so like that's why i like to get people talking and it's just like if you just listen to them they will tell you what you need to know about them as a person and i yeah. love that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i do too so <laughs> see there you go yeah maybe you should be doing the podcast uh, uh, no 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 you're doing a great job <laughs> i'll you. stay in my lane how about you, <laughs> you do you okay um, okay, two more questions yeah. and then we'll wrap up and we'll, That's fine. we'll get out of here. Uh, this one's more high level. And if, okay. uh, if you don't have an answer for this, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll cut it out. We can edit it with the power of computers. You're magic. There, yeah, magic. Um, when somebody meets you, somebody doesn't know you from Adam or Eve or whatever, like you're just, you know, they say, oh, Hey, th I, I come up and bring you somebody. I'm like, Hey, this is Ruthie. She works with me. What is the one thing? about you that you wish to impart on everyone you meet or not maybe that you don't want wish to impart but what's something that maybe people miss about you that you wish people would kind of like either pick up on or that you could maybe explain to them that maybe is not evident through just like oh hi Ruthie how are you here's the weather and goodbye I'm I'm gone yeah that's a really great question I I think it's actually kind of the opposite of of people missing it it's what people say about me when they meet me mm -hmm. um, or if they know me even just a little bit. Uh, it's easy to have a connection with me. I love everybody from the moment I meet them. Mm -hmm. I just am a people lover. Sure. And I want you to be your best self 
So if there's a way I can serve you and help you be that, that's where I'm at. I'm totally there. Even if it's just I'm meeting that person today for the first time and I'm probably never going to see them again. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel cared about in that moment. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Tyler's a great guy. He's going to make sure you know all the stuff, you know, like (laughs) whatever it is, you know, there's going to be some sort of a connection there. Yeah. If I can do it at all, that's what I'm going to do because I just do. I just love people. That's who you are. That's who I am. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, so uh, this is my, this is my every person question. Okay. Your favorite band. Go. You can laugh. No, it's fine. <laughs> Tell her I told you I'm classically trained. Hey, if you, favorite like, composer, maybe. Uh, Bach. Bach is Bach, my favorite okay. composer. Why? You gotta give a reason. I love the Broke Era. Mm-hmm. And I love all the little eighth notes and the trills and the, all that little filigree kind of stuff. Yeah. I love that. So if I, if I was to go home tonight and I was like, I want to know more about like what Ruthie likes. And I, I, I go on YouTube and I go Bach. Mm-hmm. What, what else should I put into that search so that I make sure I hit the right? Yeah. You know, uh, minuets or fugues. Yeah. One or the other. Cause I mean, they're, they're like kind of opposites, but that gives you a range of what Bach is about. Yeah. Kind of. Like his organ fugues are. See now I'm just having, amazing. I'm having an an image here at this point because you know when you're driving around, especially in the summer or in the spring, <laughs> people roll their windows down and you hear a lot of hip hop and rap and rock and roll and metal and like country even blasting from people's trucks and cars and motorcycles. But I'm just imagining you driving down the road in your car and like with the windows <laughs> all the way down, blasting a minuet of Bach. <laughs> Down Wade Hampton or something. Yes. So, yeah, you wouldn't be too far off. Um, I do love a lot of different worship bands, but I also do love country. Yeah. Like Tim McGraw has been a favorite of mine for yeah. a long time. I really love. Um, oh. Um, Lady Annabellum is like, I like some of their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of some more recent people. Um that's another thing about me. I don't do favorites super well. I I, I was about to say, I, I, because I, I like tell that, yeah. lots of different things. Like, okay. All the time. My 14 year old is mom. Who's your favorite kid? Yep. I'm your favorite son. Right. 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 Am I your favorite? Like, no. He's like, that's impossible. You can't just, it's just how I am. Yeah. Like my favorite color is blue, but I also really love yellow. And I also really love purple. And I also really, you know, yeah. it's just, I don't do favorites super well. So for different reasons, I like different bands. Yeah. And composers. <laughs> that's I love it. Not a straightforward question. No, I answer. I, I think that's the best. Question. That is the most Ruthie Ruthie thing that you could have <laughs> given me. Is that answer? That's perfect. Well, there it is. <laughs> but the next time I see you driving down the road, I expect you to be yeah. head banging to like Bach or yep. Mozart. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tchaikovsky. He's a little bit Tchaikovsky, more Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some hard stuff in there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Lots of percussion. Well, Ruthie, thank you for being on Time Out. Thank You're you for so jumping welcome. in. I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, I love this, just this this type of conversation. So Me too. getting to know you a little bit better and hopefully for our listeners to be able to get you to know you a little bit yes. better. I love that. Yes. So thanks for being on the show. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, everybody. Bye.